1: Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Good evening,
3: everyone. Welcome to another version of Victory Monday here at No Credentials Required. My name is Ryan McCarthy. I'm one of your humble hosts. Dan Goldstein will be joining me in just momentarily, but uh, I'm just going to do a brief cold open because I'm going to open up the show. Uh, with another uh, with with a new opening for victory Monday so it's uploading right now at the moment uh, in the meantime if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook give us a like and give us a leave us a comment we, we want your comments we want you to engage so engage with us here's some here's your here's your here's your prompt for leaving a uh, uh, an internet comment. there you go we want your algorithmic Algorithmic engagement content comments. Let me let me play that again. It's a beautiful sound. Let me play that again. Roll that beautiful bean coverage. Cover. cover, cover. <laughs> All right. So let me go ahead and uh, just tell you briefly you are listening or watching or listening to No credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We are presented by Belio Sports in association with Godzilla Media. If you're on the socials, right here. Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at no facebook.com. If you're watching on Facebook and No Cred- Credentials Required channel, leave us a thumbs up, give us a like, comment, and Dan's ready to go in just a moment. We we'll just go through the uh, social media channels. On YouTube, social uh, YouTube, no credentials required, hit the like, share, subscribe, all that stuff. On the podcast side, Spreaker is our home base for No Credentials Required, but you can also find us on Apple. Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, basically any platform. Rate and review. If you leave a review, rate and review, five stars is preferred rating. And leave a review. I might even read it on the air. Same thing with comments. I'm going to read comments on the air while I go on. And now I'm going to bring in the co-host of Victory Monday. as We talk about the New York Jets. Very awesome victory yesterday. Over the Green Bay Packers, I'm going to bring in my my good friend and fellow Jets fan from South Florida, Dan Goldstein. Look at him; he's dancing already. It looks like it looks like Jets pajamas.
2: That's correct, sir. Onesie all the way down to the foot.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's spectacular. I need
2: to get me one of those. <laughs> I've had these for probably about a decade.
3: Wait, uh, wait!
2: You live in South Florida and you're wearing onesies? only for this show they're coming right off here as soon as this is done cuz I'm, su- I'm already sweating ass right now it's terrible.
3: Oh look at that. Look at this first comment from Belly Up Sports. Uh, it's from Mike or Blaine it says Ryan is the most beautiful host around. That's our review. Thank you Belly oh, Up yeah. Sports. I appreciate you guys.
2: They they ain't wrong.
3: Yeah, and Dan's my most and Dan, he's my he's my beautiful co-host on Victory Monday and Dustin who's who's my regular co-host on Tuesdays, he's my also my my beautiful co-host. So, Dan, as pro- you know, I, I I promised the people that I would play this. I'm gonna play our brand new opener. This is a, this is this is a world premiere. I Whoa, showed you last premier. night the world premiere of our Victory Monday video intro. Bring and it just on. like Ron yeah. Middleton, we're gonna hit it right now.
2: Hit it. Victory Monday. Yeah! I love it. I love it that jet was just like the Jets' playoff hopes. I love it. Ah, oh, thank you. I appreciate that.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's Mike or Blaine at the controls right now for, at Belly Up Sports, but hey, wait till the wait Dan.
2: Hey, Mike and Blaine, wait till the Jets win the Super Bowl and you see the Jets thong.
3: I got one. Oh. We may have to uh, mark that episode as NSFW, that is, not safe for that work. That thong
2: is definitely not safe for work, <laughs> let me tell you. And, I, yes, it's true. I have one. My friend's mom made me one as a joke. I had it in a box of old jet wow, shoes. Wow, your that friend's I no mom made anymore.
3: you one. I mean, my goodness. I mean, that's, he, that's, that's a high Chinese compliment. People. He's a Chargers fan.
2: She made him some cool-ass pajama pants. And I was like, yo, make me something with some Jets on it. She's like, I can make you whatever I want. <coughs> Excuse me. And I was like, yeah, whatever you want. Make me anything. I don't care. I'll wear it. She goes, and, and I guess in her head, she clicked already. She's like, okay. She goes, but the only thing is, is that after I make it, you got to send me a picture of you wearing it. All right. No problem. Two weeks later, he gets a package. He still lived down here at the time. He gets a package and he's like, dude, you got to come over after work. He's like, oh, you got, no. you got to come over after work. Oh. I was like, he's, I'm like, what happened? He goes, <clears throat> <clears throat> I'm sorry. This long COVID shit is still happening. Um, yeah, sorry, man. Oh, it's brutal. And he's like, he's like, my mom sent you your clothes. I was like, oh, nice. Yeah. I'll be here over there. So I go over there and he's like, you ready? Yeah. Yeah, man. Let me see. What'd your mom make? What'd your mom make? Pulls out. Literally. This thing is all string around the hips. String right down the crack and then just a nut cup that just has Jets logo on it. That's all it is. There it leaves zero to the imagination.
3: Oh and I will wear it
2: and I will wear it running around outside yelling and screaming the day the Jets win the Super Bowl. I have and on the the Super Bowl Victory Monday podcast we do. (laughs) I have
3: I have no words. Other than, other than it's, you're lucky you living South Florida because you <laughs> were living up here in upstate New York. What's currently 48 degrees and pouring rain? Sorry, 49 degrees and pouring rain. Uh, but in January or February, it's 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 freaking freezing. You would be – you would have frostbite for sure. That's for sure.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, don't forget, I'm a born and raised South Florida, and I've never even been in snow. So let alone like just going into snow in like regular clothes in general would probably be freezing to me, let alone in just nothing but a Jets nut hugger. But, you know, maybe one day. Someday. Maybe one day.
3: Someday. Hopefully sooner than later. I I can't wait. When the Jets have been playing – especially yesterday, my good, I guess the green Bay Packers of all teams. Now this is, these are not the green Bay Packers, your mom and dad's green Bay Packers where they're just a juggernaut because Aaron Rodgers is having a, has great wide receivers, great tight end, good running game. Now these, these green Bay Packers, there's a lot of debate on whether the, the jets are this good or the Packers are that bad. It could be a little bit of each, but in my mind, as bias fan, I'll be, I'll, I'll show my bias. The jets are just the jets are just this are, are good. They're Dude, the better jets than everybody good. think they are.
2: Yeah, the jets are good, and the crazy thing is they're four and two without having actually played a complete game yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't tell me the jets aren't good at this point. The jets are good. They're a solid, solid squad, and um, they're just a young, ascending team that has full belief in their abilities and their coaching staff to beat whoever has the audacity to step on the field with them week after week. And, you know, it's, it's awesome. And I love it. I love it. This is, this is crazy. Like, I don't think, I don't remember the last time I've been so excited this point in the season. We're already talking, you know, like, like others have said, we're already talking, you know, I'm already doing mock drafts by this point.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We're usually saying, all right, how far up are we going to see the jets in the draft next season? And that, that conversation is not happening these conversations are not happening
2: i'm not even thinking about it yet i don't even know what no. draft prospects i'm looking at yet i'm usually by this point i'm already starting to figure out who i'm looking at and what positions and this that, and another thing i don't have a clue
3: not a clue and no, you know what i don't That's care awesome and
2: i That's don't awesome. care
3: because right now just, the the jets are in the second place if the bills had lost yesterday the jets would be in first uh, place in the afc east right now would have been amazing but they didn't amazing. play prevent defense like last year. Leslie, Leslie Frazier learned his lesson yeah. and decided to uh, uh, not send the fleet, but also but just let his cornerbacks do his thing. So uh, let's talk about this game. And I, I, I didn't watch the game until this morning. I watched the condensed game because I have an NFL.com subscription. I watched the condensed game great game i was I was listening to the game and the great bob was choosing on call on, on on uh play by play and marty lyons doing his thing on color commentary on the on the uh on the app uh because there's a local there's no local stations that carry jets football anymore unfortunately in my area um but really no no after the awesome. after the 2019 season the local espn affiliate decided to uh not renew their contract with the uh for the jets so only... you're, you're
2: all so it's all buffalo
3: by you no it's, uh giants are on one station i don't know where buffalo is uh which station buffalo the bills play on but it's uh you ask. you asking a floridian brother that's okay no i'm trying to remember which <laughs> I, I know i know the jet the giants are on a classic a classic rock station they've been there for years but i don't know about the bills uh, but the jets they're no more. The only the only big New York team that our ESPN affiliate plays is the Yankees. <laughs> that's and awful. That's that I'm is sorry. awful. That but, is awful. If
2: I lived in New York and couldn't listen or watch the Jets at any where I wanted to, I'd be furious.
3: Well thankfully the NF thankfully NFL dot com has an app and I can just I can I can listen to a game whenever I want. Yeah. Which is awesome. I'd rather I'd rather listen to Bob Wishusan than have to have to listen to the D team on CBS or the, the a team on, on Fox.
2: We had the A team last at the game. we, did. That was, we had That was Joe, uh, who was it? Joe, da- Olson, Joe Davis Olson, and Olson, Greg
3: Olson. Olson. Olson and and, Olson
2: and Bernhardt. Burn, burn. Yeah. Bernhardt Thank you. Yeah. Bernhardt. Yeah. So yeah. Problem is I was out at a bar and of course, South Florida dolphins get the speaker system. So I had a I had a rough Saturday. We won't go into that. Very, very depressed. So I wanted just to go out on my own on Sunday. Usually I'll watch it with my daughter, but yesterday was just kind of like daddy only kind of a day. Just let daddy go and unwind and watch some football. And mm-hmm. I went to a local watering hole by myself and watched the Jets game. So I didn't get to hear any commentary. I just got to sit back and watch and what a game it was. And boy were those Dolphins fans next to me pissed off at me by the time that was over. <laughs>
3: I I I was at my parents' house doing some uh outdoor activities, doing uh some cleanup for well not cleanup but staining their deck for the winter. And my mom and my Such dad were listening. It, you know what though? I mean spending most of the day outside is sixty it was sixty something degrees outside out upstate New York yesterday. It's a good day to do some staining. So uh my brother my brother and I did that. I had the I had the got my earbud in one ear, got Bob and um Bob and Marty. Uh, Doing their thing on the on the on the on the app, and my and I I had a little bit of a delay on my on my feed. So my parents, I I could hear my mom going "Yay!" when the Jets did something (laughs) good before I heard Bob say anything about the play. But we got to talk about some things. I have I have a little bit of concern in regards to the offense, but I I think I think my fears are a little. I would say far-fetched, but they're a little bit... uh, I think they'll be assuaged eventually. And that's the passing game. The passing game's been kind of, I I wouldn't say lackluster, but the passing game hasn't been... uh, I I think we need to see more explosive plays. We didn't see many of explosive plays yesterday except for that 40-yard catch uh, by Corey Davis, which... Which which led to the Braxton Barrios touchdown, but Zach Wilson didn't have a spectacular game yesterday. And I don't think he really needed to.
2: I mean, from what the Jets ended up doing there, I mean it, that first half was brutal to watch. <laughs> I mean, the first I'm glad half. Glad I was didn't just watch a, it, but <laughs> yeah, the first half. The first half was literally just a defensive, just back and forth, back and forth, like just, just, just knocking each other senseless is really all that was. Yeah. So it was you know it was just it was kind of unfortunate because the jets really could have pulled away very early if they could have gotten anything going on offense because green bay was flustered right from jump street so it literally came down to the halftime adjustments who was going to make them to be more effective because that was Mm -hmm. who was taking the game because neither team looked like they were going to be able to do much of anything at all so you know it was just you just were waiting to see who was going to come out in the half and actually do something to switch it up a little bit and, um, you know, try and provide some sort of a spark. And luckily for us, you know, Mike LaFleur was able to outsmart Matt LaFleur and uh, yeah. get a few things going to, um, y- you know, throw a little spark in there and along with, you know, obviously the defense and special teams coming through all day long like they did. So,
3: mm-hmm.
2: I just again, I, just, I can't wait for an actual complete game. Like, I can't wait. I can't wait for a game where Zach's yeah. like – 24 of 31 for like 310 yards and three scores and the defense has like four sacks a force fumble special teams has like two field goals and like brandon's putin like 49 yard average you know god bless you <laughs> Thank you. So I tried to mute that. Did I mute that in time?
3: Yes, you did. And for those oh. of you, for those of you uh, on the on the podcast side, that was Dan sneezing.
2: But yes, thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I'm just that's that's just what the crazy thing about this is. We've seen a three, we've seen a dominant last two weeks, and a very good Zach fourth quarter against the Steelers. But we haven't seen him just do it all in one week. So I'm like waiting for that week where. Excuse me. I'm waiting for that week where the offense comes out and just unloads in every facet and the defense comes out and just dominates and the special
0: teams just...
2: you know they're just they just do what they do block a punt yeah. you know just braxton just returning for 35 yards a clip brayden man punting for 50 average you know downing people in the in the 10 inside the 10 just stuff like that like i'm just i'm just waiting for the complete game but it's awesome to see them win however they're gonna win right now so
3: i'm just really- i'm just glad i scored points in the third quarter finally
2: Yes, that too. That too. That was clutch. Even they, though I,
3: I had my worries, in that three when they had that three and out in the first drive of the second the, the second quarter cor- of the second half, you get the ball for a reason. You, you get the ball for a reason in the second half when you defer, and they're coming off. It, 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 defense was playing great. Offense was kind of starting to get in rhythm, and all of a sudden, three and out. And I'm sitting, I'm sitting there going, I'm, I'm listening to the game, I'm going, oh, "This is going to be is going to be a bad ending." But no. This defense came to play yesterday, and I, I, I mentioned this this morning on Snowman in the morning. Go and watch it on YouTube uh, on my on my Coffee with McCarthy segment. We talked about Quinn and Williams, and I couldn't think of anything bad. I mean, other than I mean, there's th- nothing really bad you could say about Quinn Williams right now. This guy's dominant. He's becoming the do- he's becoming the. I said it on other Victory Mondays in the past, but he's finally starting to put his game together where he's the force that Jets fans have been waiting for since 2017 when he was drafted. And I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, Dan, I think he's the only draft pick of Mike McCagnan's still playing for the Jets.
2: Nathan Shepard.
3: Nathan Shepard, okay. I thought thought he was a free agent. Uh, I thought he was a undrafted free agent.
2: No, he was a third round pick.
3: Okay.
2: Okay. Nathan Shepard was a third round pick. But Fort Hayes State. Fort
3: Hayes State. Yeah. Canada. But <laughs> <laughs> Fort well, yeah, he's from Canada the Canadian Thanos. Um yeah. but Quinnens I think if you if you had a vote today for defensive player of the year in the NFL period, it's coming down to two people. It's coming down to Von Miller has coming down to Quinn and Williams. And if you're a voter, you've got a very tough decision to make because yeah, Von Miller's got the name, but Quinn and Williams, his season so far has been especially yesterday especially in yesterday's game. He's just been such a dominant force in that interior line, interior defensive line for the New York Jets.
2: He's been unstoppable. I mean, he's been a monster. It doesn't matter. I would love to see him go up against like Quentin Williams. I'm sorry, not Quentin. I mean um, Quentin Nelson. I would love to see him go up against like Quentin Nelson or go up against like Creed Humphrey, because I would love to see what he does to like the upper echelon guy. You know, Creed Humphrey's probably the best center in the game at the moment. Quentin Nelson's first ballot Hall of Fame guard. I'd love to see what he's with the way he's playing this year, what he would do to those two guys. Cause I don't even think either one of them would have a chance at stopping him all game long. I mean, he is just, is okay. just an absolute, absolute monster. I mean, to have, what was it? I think it was five tackles. It was two sacks. It was like three, it was like two or three tackles for loss. He had a forced fumble, a block field goal. I mean like what, what an absolute beast. He's going to get paid. He's going to get paid. See, Aaron Donald makes thirty-one million dollars a year. By far, top of the defensive tackle list. I mean, the next closest one is is Leonard Williams at twenty-one million, with I think DeForest Buckner,
3: Quinn and... Like to see so the like to see the poor team that you know, the poor suckers had to pay Leonard Williams twenty-one million dollars. Oh wait, they play <laughs> oh, the same stadium as the Jets. Yeah, <laughs> they're five and one. So yeah, not I, really I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to laugh at that. But man.
2: Yeah, they're not regretting. It. it doesn't seem like they're regretting it, but no. I have a feeling this is going to be a very, very difficult contract negotiation that we're going to get into with Quinn and Williams because, you know, a lot of it, they could have paid him last year and probably got him on a bargain, Yeah, you know, but they wanted to see another year of it. And now, I mean, again, I don't blame Joe Douglas for that. I mean, you, had, you just hadn't seen, you just hadn't quite seen the version of Quinn that we're seeing this year to justify paying him. 20, 21, $22 million.
3: No, you know, and, he, was, and...
2: he was probably a 13, $14 million defensive tackle who was good, not great. But now you've got him on this. You've got him on this just massive, massive ascension to superstardom as a defensive tackle. And it's gonna it, it's going to cost us. Like, it's going to cost us. But, I mean, if you're going to pay anybody – at this point, I I would love to pay Quinn, we finally would be rewarding a true homegrown superstar to stay in New York and just continually build um, upon Joe Douglas and Robert Sala's culture.
3: Yeah, and this is this year five. This is year five for Quinn Williams, and like you said, Dan, I think they 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 could have paid him last year. They could have extended his contract out. Another couple seasons, but I'm I think Joe Douglas is treating this like a one and done season, like he would with any other free agent that comes in who's a little bit older, has a little bit more experience. And this is this is Quentin Williams' one and done season. And I think right now he's I think I think if he continues this pace, I think by end of November you'll see a contract you'll see a contract extension.
2: I think you'll see them hit this table. His agents his agents a smart girl though. His agent, Nicole Lynn, she's she ain't no joke. She's she's really climbing the ranks of a football agency. She's not one to be messed with. I do not think – I don't think they'll be able to figure something out in season. I really don't. I think they're going to really want to – I think Quinnen himself is going to want to continue to play this out to see if he can get rewards and accolades for his play to help yeah. continually just boost his value even further. And to be honest him, I don't blame him. Granted, the one caveat of that is knock on every freaking piece of wood you can possibly find that he gets hurt and doesn't have, you know, and it's serious and he doesn't have the long-term protection any longer. But I think he's willing to bet on himself. He's never been one to truly yep. be hurt. He's been very healthy. He's been very durable. He's been very consistent. So I have a feeling he's going to bet on himself and uh, it's going to repay handsomely. And I just, I at this point, you're Joe Douglas. I essentially just kind of hand them the checkbook and say, write your number and I'll sign it.
0: Mm-hmm. Did, yeah, you see what,
2: is, did you see what PFF graded Gwinnon for his game yesterday
3: Oh my god if it's low Like the nerds those nerds all usually have Jets at I, I'm gonna flip A lid take a guess 77 Less Less <laughs>
2: You want to try one it more can't,
3: It can't be it can't be any less than 70
2: less They graded Quinn in a (laughs) 64.5.
3: Nerds. God dang nerds.
2: 64.5, bro. Jen's Twitter went berserk on PFF.
3: Let (laughs) me read his stat line. Five total tackles, four solo tackles, two sacks, two tackles for loss, three quarterback hits. That was a 60, that was a 60, what, 65 you said?
2: And a block field goal and a forced fumble.
3: And a block field goal and a forced fumble. Well, yeah, the forced fumble. He got
2: got credit. He got credit for it. I'm going to count it. I'm going to count it. 64.5. Bro, PFF PFF is a joke.
3: hates the Jets. Okay. PFF
2: PFF is a joke. They're apparently going to come out on Wednesday and explain the score. But, like, I don't. I can't wait to hear this. Oh, my God. You're gonna get. They're gonna get. They're gonna get ripped apart. They're gonna yeah, get I, ripped apart. I mean, they already are. But I mean, you know what's even, funny is I actually
3: I, before I came before I showed up for the the pod, I actually wrote an article about this uh, uh, this rando on on Twitter who stands by his statement from back in April that the New York Jets draft was not good. Uh, he said he said that they should have picked they should have picked uh, instead of Sauce. I saw that guy. Yeah. yeah, he, yeah. He's making so the I wrote, rounds I wrote, article, I wrote an article about him. Yeah, uh,
2: I saw that. Bro, just take the L. Own up, you were wrong. Take that's the L. I told
3: him. That was basically my, take, the, 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 the crux the of my article. That was the crux of my article. Like, dude, you should have stopped or you should not have tweeted it at all or you should have stopped that. You know, you should have stopped that defending the, uh, not defending, but calling the Jets, comparing the Jets to the Carolina Panthers who are, you know, whose ownership right Disarray. now is being – they're being fitted. They're they're test driving a Sherman tank right now, okay? Yeah. They just traded Robbie Anderson, uh, who got in a fight with the the, the interim head coach yesterday, and they traded him to the Cardinals this, this morning. Saw that. Uh, for uh, like a second and a third, I think?
2: No. no. A or a fifth, third and a fourth? A fifth or a, a fifth – it's a sixth round pick next year and a seventh-round pick the year after that. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a sixth-rounder in and 24 and a seventh in 25, just to say get the
3: – In f- 24 and 25?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, My God. Carolina <laughs> what are the doesn't Panthers doing? Anything. Carolina doesn't even get oh. anything to use this season. Isn't that something?
3: They're gonna take this season and next season if they're if they're getting twenty four and twenty picks for twenty four and twenty five.
2: All right, buddy. Yep, a six and it's a six and a seventh, no less. They couldn't even they couldn't even squeeze a seventh for twenty three in there.
3: Uh, Oh, crazy,
2: right?
3: Crazy. No, that's a poverty franchise right now. Hell yeah, that's a poverty franchise.
2: And it's hysterical. All these fans coming out here saying that we, you know, like Carolina, like all these power rankings that had Carolina above us preseason. You're like, bro, look at what Carolina's roster is. Like tell me anywhere besides Brian Burns and JC Horn, where they're better in any other facet besides us. DJ Moore. Yeah. What's he done? Dog shit. Terrace Marshall. Yeah. What's he done? Dog shit. You know, Christian McCaffrey. He hasn't been healthy in three years. Like, I don't, I don't want to hear. You got J. C. Horn. You got Brian Burns, and I, I don't really know what else you really got. Jeremy Chinn's always hurt. He'd be amazing, but he, he can't stay healthy. So, I just don't. Dude, to me, Carolina was the worst team in the league, and that was even before they tried to trade for Baker, which has turned into another unmitigated disaster. So,
3: you know what's you know. funny? My, my co-host uh, on Tuesdays, uh, he actually had Carolina as one of his wild card teams, and he's. Yeah, that's, probably that's, regretting that's, it right now. He's probably regretting it. Hey. Yeah,
2: that's not good. Oh, uh, gosh. That's that's not good. But anyways, this is a Jets podcast. Screw Carolina. It's a Jets
3: podcast, not Carolina, not Robbie Anderson, not so, former Jets. God bless go, Robbie Anderson. But so just but, going holy back to
2: crap. it. we had we <laughs> talked about Quinn and Quinn was amazing. The whole defensive line in general was absolutely amazing to watch. Let's talk about, that was
3: fantastic. Let's talk, let's talk about Quincy, Quincy Williams stat line. Listen to this. 14 14 total tackles, 8 solo tackles, and he was hitting everything in sight. He had a couple he tackles no yesterday. Joke. I thought I thought mouth I thought the guys I thought the guys he hit were gonna fly right into the Lambo. We're gonna do a Lambo leap, but in on the sideline, not in the end zone.
2: Yeah, Whew. he had he had he had a great game yesterday too. He was, he was uh, the the line, the, literally the defense, the everybody on the defense came to play. I mean, Mm -hmm. everybody on the defense came Mm -hmm. to play. I mean, the, probably the only person who, it's funny. It really is that the only person I saw very much consistently struggling for the most part was Carl Lawson, David Bakhtiari, David Bakhtiari did a great job on Carl Lawson. on really kind of stopping his momentum and the flow that he had built up over the past couple of weeks. But, I mean the other the other guys on the D line between JFM and Quinn and Bryce Hoff and Michael Clemens and Jacob Martin and even Nathan Shepard had some good it's, it's Sheldon Rankins. You know, all of those guys Rankin's came in game, and just yeah. yeah, all those guys just came in and just dominated right from Jump Street. And, yeah,
3: Rankins you know, had a sack, was, J Rankins had a sack, JFM J-M
2: had a sack. Quinnan had his two. I mean, yep. you know. Matter of fact, it, I think I think Sheldon should have had a second sheldon rankins should have had a second sack and aaron Rodgers somehow got out of it and then he made that throw on the sideline to to convert a third down into a first yeah it was one of green bay's one of green bay's better plays but that should have been a sack from chef for sheldon rankins too who has quietly been spectacular for for what for what his role is too that's another one i thought they were supposed they should have cut him in the offseason taking his cap savings i'll I'll own that l i was dead wrong (laughs) i was dead wrong they figured out how to use them and everything's just been so effective
3: yeah and green bay didn't have their first first down i think until their third series and that was off a penalty and nobody explained the penalty until uh i think it was either i think it was zach rosenblatt from the athletic he finally he explained what the penalty was for unsportsmanlike conduct. And apparently one of the Jets coaches had accidentally bumped a referee while the referee was trying to break up um, something on the sideline, on the Jets' sideline. And he accidentally bumped into a referee, and the referee just referee threw the flag, gave him unsportsmanlike conduct on the bench. And it's like, are you kidding me? That's the penalty?
2: Yeah. Give him a flag for that, but Brees's late hit was... You know, that was Brees' late hit, in the, I think it was at the first quarter, was mm-hmm. was was infuriating. I mean, he was three yards out, and Bari just shoves him. And you see the ref come in there grabbing it, and I'm like, all right, yeah, thank you. Then the other ref comes, it's like, no, 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 no. And then they have their talk, and they're like, oh, you're right. I'm like, is that really how the ref is going to go in this game? Like, is that really how the refereeing is going to go in this game? Okay. For a while, yeah. And then sure enough, that's exactly how it went for quite some time. <laughs>
3: Yeah, especially in, the, especially in the drive when, uh, after Barry's his touchdown, Rodgers comes back and throws a touchdown to Lazard, but that was aided by a couple of Jets penalties, which I I, I
2: wishy-washy, but failed. I mean, I get it. I get it. You know, I don't know. CJ Mosley's illegal contact is kind of BS. Yeah, I think that was kind of...
1: when you want an easy way to feel like a chef in your own home, try Blue Apron's 2 and 4 serving menu plans so you're always cooking something new and enjoying fresh seasonal ingredients. Choose from an ever-changing mix of premium recipes, chef favorites, family-friendly options, WW recommended and more. Get $130 off across your first 6 orders plus your first order ships free when you visit blueapron.com/blueculinary.
2: I, I don't know. You could have let that one we, slide. We, it wouldn't have affected anything. But
1: we,
3: we gotta figure out these penalties on the on defense. I th- I personally think, and I don't know if you have the same opinion, if you if you've, if you've thought of this yet, or if you, or you disagree with me here. But I think DPI, any any kind of pe- pass interference penalty, and roughing the passer, those should be reviewable reviewable, like targeting. Yeah to make sure that this not, it's definitely not – I mean, like the sacks we saw last week, uh, Chris Jones and uh, the guy from Atlanta, I can't remember his name, when he sacked Tom Brady, he got, Brady he got called for – yeah, he got the called for – The most
2: egregious him. roughing the passer oh, call I've ever seen.
3: Both, both of them were egregious.
2: Yeah, terrible. I, and it's, it's a shame the NFL still has some officiating that they need to figure out here, but –
3: but that's my yeah. personal opinion is that they should, they, these two penalties, DPI, OPI, any kind of pass interference, whether it be DPI or OPI or roughing the passer, those should be reviewable. Just like targeting should be. Just like targeting I mean, yeah. is, excuse me.
2: I mean, definitely, I definitely DPI because I mean, DPI is a field flipping penalty. Yeah, I mean, that's like, like last week's know, uh,
3: Carter penalty on Waddle, which was again, wishy
2: washy. I mean, yeah, he had a little handful of Jersey, but I mean, like, come on, like you got to let these guys play a little bit here. I mean, yeah, but you know, again, it is what it is. You just got to run with it. You know, you can't do anything about it except just ditch him when it, while it happens and then just kind of have to roll with the punches and just go with it. So, I mean, it is what it is. It happened. Uh But yeah, hopefully they figure this out and, or at the very least it starts benefiting the Jets instead of hurting them.
3: Yeah. But um, offensively, uh, hold on, we got we got to go back. We got to talk to oh,
2: secondary, brother.
3: Oh, I'm sorry, secondary.
2: Oh, yes. We we can't we can't oh, go yeah. anywhere without talking about the best cornerback in the NFL right now. Not rookie cornerback. No, no, no. I didn't say rookie. I said the NFL's best cornerback. And that man is Sauce Gardner. What a legend this guy is. Six six games into his career. This is insanity how good he is. I'm I am i am flabbergasted watching him play. Everything he does is superhuman. And I don't know how he does it at 6'3. I just, I just don't know how he does it. And then DJ Reed being 5'9, playing like he's 6'3, mm-hmm. and just beasting everybody around him too. This the secondary has been fantastic. The secondary's been probably my favorite thing to watch so far this year has probably watched sauce and dj just completely transform this entire team i mean it's just it's just been amazing and Sauce is, i mean at this point i don't even it doesn't even matter who you put on sauce dude you could, you could have put calvin johnson on sauce in his prime and or randy moss or jerry rice and i, I have a feeling sauce as a rookie would just be like shut down shut down i don't he's so good he's so stupidly good that that uh that video that came up on twitter of him against dobbs when he that showed him like in his coverage where he he's you know he's 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 off he's off man and dobbs kind of comes out he flips his hips Dobbs stops and he flips his hips back again and then dobbs fakes it and tries to go back up Gardner flips his hips for a third time and then Dobbs stops again and Gardner flips his hips for a fourth time, bro. You, how are your hips so oily? How, bro? That's that was insane. That, and then he gets in and gets the pass breakup, and you're like, that's just, that's that's literally legendary coverage. Like there is not there is not a better cornerback playing in the league right now, and I'm pretty sure he's number one overall in the league right now in uh, man coverage. Yeah. If, I'm, if I remember his
3: stats, yeah, and. One of the great things about the secondary this year is that no matter where the ball is thrown, there's somebody right there. There's so every there's time. somebody every, time, every like, time, like wide on rice, every time, making a tackle or or just wrapping guys up and having another guy come in and also make the tackle. So it this the secondary's changed. I mean last year there was there was a lot of leaks. They seem to tighten things up over the last month or two of the season, but this year especially over the last three games, this secondary has been so impressive, so impressive. And, yeah, I mean, the, the yeah, these, these are the lines for Alan Lazard, four receptions, 76 yards, and a touchdown. That touchdown came, I think, off of Will. It came on Eccles. On Echols, nope. yep. The,
2: touchdown, the, touchdown, the, the yeah. touchdown was a 25-yarder on yep. had and he had that catch that wasn't a catch. On DJ Reed on the sideline, right, and and that should have been reviewed, but the upstairs just couldn't get it down to Sala quick enough to do it before Green Bay ran another play. So
3: yep, and that was on was, nine, was. and that and that was on nine targets too. And yeah. Romeo Dobbs nine targets, only four receptions, twenty-one yards.
2: Yeah, I don't even know who got the one catch for eight yards on Sauce. Like Sauce gave up. Sauce had like eleven. Nine, nine or 11 coverage snaps at, at his way, gave up one catch for eight yards. I don't even know who it was, too. It might have been Dobbs. It might have been one of Dobbs' catches. I honestly don't know.
3: Hmm.
2: But, I mean, it's just it's just amazing at this point to watch what these guys are doing. I mean, you know, Sala really, Sala really put his fingerprint on the team this season, bringing in his guys, bringing yeah. in his guys that he had been with before, that knew – a, the playbook that B knew Sala and B had winning championship experience and knew how to build the locker room and the culture. Hey, kitty. And um, that was just, you know, with, with Tomlinson and DJ Reed and um, Quan Alexander, another revelation that we've had so far this yeah. year. It's just like that was that was very needed and i'm pretty sure from what i understand from what i read that's credited to rex ryan as a matter of fact because hmm. rex was rex was essentially kind of like shitting on salah and didn't think he had what it took and then i guess they had a conversation at some point and then that conversation happened and rex came on tv the next week like i forget forget everything i just said about salah he's amazing he told me the plan it's going to be amazing And then the article came out later on where like what Rex told him was like, bring your guys in, you know, like Rex did with Bart Scott and Jim Leonard, like bring your guys in so that they can help instill what you're trying to instill. And it was between the rookie (laughs) class we've had and solid, getting his guys to get brought in and the happy marriage that they've come with it, I get it. (laughs) You know, it's, uh, it's been fantastic. Like, it's just been it's just been fantastic to see, yep. you know, and I'm glad, you know, and, and it's just – I'm glad the safeties are getting better. Whitehead and Joyner are both starting to play a hell of a lot better. I mean, Joyner, Joyner now has got, what, three or four takeaways on the season. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you couldn't start at a season worse than LaMarcus Joyner did. Like, you no. could not do it. <laughs> and no. Jordan Whitehead was not far behind. But those two have really settled in have understood their role their responsibilities and have really helped uh just kind of create this force and uh only only thing really i think we're lacking here is just we're, we're just we're still lacking coverage out of our linebackers a little bit i mean we're still getting killed by tight ends um but i mean if that's all i can complain about with the defense i'll take that all day you know because very rarely you're going to lose to strictly a tight end i mean very rarely is that going to happen so um, I'm, I'm all in all. I'm very. I was very encouraged with the defense. They're definitely. I mean, yesterday I pretty sure we will probably cement them as definitely a top ten, possibly top five. I don't know. I don't know if they did enough to quite get into a top five defensive territory. I would say they're absolutely a top ten defense though, with the way they've been the last the last few weeks. Yeah. For sure.
0: For sure. Yeah. Yeah,
3: so I mean they'll they only allowed sixty yard rushing oh period uh to the Packers. And actually what's funny, the funny stat is that the Jets and the Packers finished with the same exact amount of yards. Both their offenses had, I think, what 278 yards each, which <laughs> it's a credit to both their defenses, but the fact that Aaron Rodgers had 218 yards on 45 passing attempts for like for five point six yards. Per pass, I mean, oh, sorry, six, two hundred forty-six yards, and six yard, six yards per pass. But the Jets' running game, thirty-three rushes, one hundred seventy-nine yards. They averaged five point four yards per carry. I mean, they average was... they average as many yards per carry as Aaron Rodgers did per pass per pass completion.
2: That's. It was a dominating, dominating performance for our run our our run blocking, as well as Brees Hall is another special, special talent. And it's that's what's that's another thing that's so much more fun. Like the Jets legitimately have the offensive and defensive rookie of the year so far. Like I don't, Damian Pierce has an argument, you know, is, is with, with with Brees Hall. I don't really know if there's anybody else that's that close, you know, since especially since Olave got hurt. Um I don't really think there's anybody that close. Maybe if Zappy continues to do what he can, you know, being that he's a quarterback, you can push him in the conversation a little bit. But, I mean, literally it's down to Brees and, and Damian Pierce, but Brees is a complete back, whereas Damian is just pounding the rock. You know, Brees is catching, Brees is pass blocking, Damian's just pounding the rock and he's just doing it very well. And then to go to defensive rookie of the year. You know, Sauce has been again. You know, we, we, there's there's nothing much more that we can truly say about Sauce. that already has no been set. I mean, He's amazing. He's by far in, in two three years. He's probably going to be the best player on the Jets. Uh, position doesn't matter. Position. He'll probably be the best. Quinn be damn. Elijah Vera Tucker be damn. Uh, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall be damned. I mean, Sauce is probably going to be the best player on the team, which is amazing to think about if he's this good as a rookie. So, I mean, besides him, I mean, what are you battling? You're battling Tariq Woolen in Seattle, you know, who's got four interceptions. So, I mean, that's amazing for a rookie to already be that, you know, four interceptions the last four weeks, no less. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I just – I don't – but, I, again, Sauce is just doing so much more than Tariq Woolen is. Woolen's just picking off passes and the stats are nice. But, I mean, Sauce is literally shutting people down. And the NFL is going to take notice of that more than they are just a bunch of interceptions. Yeah. So. You know, it's been – it's just awesome, man. And breeze. you know, credit to the O-line again. They had another spectacular day yesterday. AVT probably had his worst game so far, and it still wasn't like it was a bad game. You know, he still just you – know, the passing game wasn't working. So Zach was holding onto the ball for a while. You know, if Zach was – if this was a normal game where Zach's getting it out in two and a half – two to two and a half seconds on three to five-step drops – this offensive line, and it looks way, way better than what it did. But Zach just couldn't find anything, couldn't get anything going. And essentially, essentially both those sacks to me were, are almost coverage sacks that were given up. Right. And, you know, so I don't, I don't particularly blame Elijah Verrett Tucker. I mean, he hadn't, he had a, he had an, he had up average to above. It's a slightly above average game yesterday, but I mean, that's fine. He's still playing in a pro bowl, all pro level, even, you know, it's been fantastic. Dwayne Brown, yeah. a revelation at left tackle. Dude, how are you, 37, chugging down this field like that, run blocking, bro? That's
3: crazy. And, and blowing up dudes, making a way for Braxton Berrios to get in the end zone. Bro, that's crazy. And that also, and, the, and that block by C.J. Uzama on that same play was awesome. Oh, that, it was that, great, the too. Blocking, the blocking on that play was, I mean, with yeah. Uzama, Conklin, Picture.
2: Dwayne Brown. Perfect. Lake, I think I, I don't think it was Lake. I think maybe it was Connor McGovern who had gotten a little bit down the field on that one too. I mean, that was just phenomenal. I mean they didn't touch they didn't touch Braxton until he was already in the end zone. From what was that, 20 yards out? Night twenty-one? I don't remember. 19?
3: I think it was twenty. It was twenty. 20. yards out. Yeah, 20 one yards Yeah, Braxton Barrio stat line. One rush, twenty yards, touchdown.
2: <laughs> yeah. So there you go. So I mean that was that was awesome. That was that was a great play. That was random perfection. I mean, you can't do that any better. That should be clipped by all the O line gurus and everybody that's in training. And that should be played in every O line training camp around the country and in every O line film room in every college campus to say this is how <laughs> this is how it's done. <laughs> this is this is exactly how it's done because that was mm-hmm. that was un- unbelievable unbelievable so yeah, I, I loved it. I, I loved it so far. I mean, you know, just the only downside you're hoping for right now is you're just you're again, you don't. We didn't need him to be any better, but you you do need Zach to be more. Yeah. You know, I think I think you take these next three these next four, three games three games you take these next three games between Denver I think it was it Denver New England and Buffalo Denver Buffalo Denver, and
3: Buffalo New England.
2: Okay, so you take these three games between Denver Buffalo and New England. You play your game. You handle your business. You do what you got to do. You go into the bye. Hopefully, another two and maybe maybe another two wins. Hopefully, hopefully you take mm-hmm. out Denver and New England. I, I just I just don't see anybody beating Buffalo. Den- I'm sorry, I just don't.
3: Denver worries me just a bit, only because they're away. A, uh, they're going against a similar de- type defense that Green Bay has, and Denver's got decent defense. You so know, it's their Patrick's officers getting- can't do anything.
2: Patrick Sertain's been a monster this year too. I mean, he's he's got to be up there in conversation for defensive player of the year with the way he's been shutting down guys so far. So, I mean, I haven't seen what's been going on tonight, so I don't know if he's doing any better or worse than what we've seen thus far. But I'm not too worried about Denver. The moment they're reeling, their offense looks lost, completely, completely lost. Their run game is non-existent. Russell Wilson is not the same Russell Wilson we expected at all when he came over here. So it's, it's just, I feel like it's almost another, they're almost in a way a, a, an exact copy of Green Bay, like mm-hmm. you just said. They have a Hall of Fame quarterback that just can't figure out how to work with the personnel he's got to be consistently effective like we've seen years past. But they have a defense that has the ability to be very suffocating. Um, so again, it'll come. it's another game that's going to come down to coaching. Yeah, I think there's definitely going to be some scheming that needs to be done. Um, but I mean, we're on a three game win streak and we still haven't lost a road game yet. So I think everything's, I think honestly, we're, I think we're catching them at a good time. I really do. Yeah. And And we get them on a short week. We get them on a short week since they're playing tonight. So
3: true, true. And uh, this is very curious to see this, uh, this afternoon, um, or sorry, yesterday, um, Elijah Moore quote tweeted Rich Semini who who quoted who uh tweeted of all the eye-popping stats slash factoids today, this one's hard to understand. Elijah Moore, zero targets. And Elijah Moore quote tweeted him and said, If I say if I say what I really want to say, I'll be the selfish guy. We winning. Grateful, huge blessing, all I ever wanted. Bitters he wrote butter, but he meant bittersweet I I, for I me. Saw that. <laughs> bittersweet for me but i'll be solid so i'll just stay quiet just no i don't understand either i, I think oh. you know what though you got you got you figure this out stick with me on this one and somebody tweeted it today i can't remember i think it was i think he's buffalo jets fan he uh he said this today uh since the receipts comment by robert sala the jets are four and one since quinn williams got into an argument with his defensive line coach He's been bawling straight bawling uh since uh d j reed some said something about the uh about the secondary how the communications off the secondary's been lights out, and now Elijah Moore is saying something on Twitter. he gotta figure he's gonna break out yeah but i pred- I predicted that he'd have twelve hundred yards this year. he's not even close to that stat line right now. But he he's gonna he's eventually he's gonna have a breakout game. Yeah, I think next week might be it.
2: The squeaky wheel gets greased, right? I mean, isn't that how it always is? I mean, every time Randy Moss or To or somebody like that bitched or or Calvin Johnson, you know, every time that happened, the next week they balled out. You know, I want you to look at this though. At two at two thirty five p.m. yesterday during the game, I tweeted this. I, I don't know if you can read it, but elijah Moore right request a trade soon if they don't figure out how to use him unbelievable how horrible he's been used to this point that was at 235 during the game mm-hmm. i tweeted that out now i don't know if they're i don't think they're quite at that level yet but i mean it wouldn't be surprising if the rest of the season for elijah Moore goes this same way that him and his people really start to question his fit and role in the jets and uh whether he's a he's gonna fit long term and if it continues into next season then i absolutely think he would probably request a trade mid-season but i don't want to talk about that just yet no No. yeah we're not there yet i don't know what just happened to my camera but i'm all fuzzy now so i don't know how to fix it
3: it might be it might be your uh autofocus or whatnot or focus on the thing but
2: I don't know. Uh, well, I don't
3: know. How one, to more, fix it, one more one th- more and we're gonna close that in a couple minutes, but one thing we gotta talk about uh from yesterday's game, special teams. Balling. What a great game. I mean, with the exception of Zerlines missed field goal was that's from fifty plus yards. Uh special teams played really great yesterday. Um uh, after Quinn Williams' second sack of the game, fourth down, Michael Clemens bull rushes. Now, I would say bull rushes, but you see you see the right side of the line collapse just enough to make a hole for Clemens. He gets in, stretches out with that big, long paw, big long arm that says pawn the ball, blocks the punt, Will Park's scoop and score, jets go up two scores. What a great play design. And hopefully, you know, um, one guy who's on Twitter, I haven't seen him tweet yet, but Mike Westhoff, who is the old uh, special teams coach for the New York Jets considers himself a jet for life, I guess. He I'm sure somewhere, I'm sure he w- when he saw that play, he was smiling. He had the biggest smile on his face. Just uh, seeing but- that play develop and see see how things see how it all went down. Block punt, scoop and score, two scores, and I'm I'm on I, I know you're you're the same way you're we're we're on cloud renine. We're
2: on cloud yeah, nine, uh, right? is- scores. This is fantastic. I mean, I've never – you know, I was obviously 20, 2009, 2010 was awesome. Don't get me wrong. They were awesome. Mm-hmm. But this is a different kind of feeling for this team just because everybody's so young. Yeah, Everybody's so young. You know, 2009, 2010, the only young guys they had on the line really was Debrick and Mangold still at that point. I mean, Fanica, mm-hmm. Moore, and Woody were already seasoned vets that were brought in off other teams to complete it and you know the weapons were the same way braylon edwards you know santonio holmes those guys were you know older guys that weren't homegrown you know there wasn't it just wasn't it just wasn't a lot of the homegrown talent right. you know it wasn't the guys it wasn't our guys like they got yeah they got paid to be our guys these guys are gonna bleed green and white because you know they want to give it everything they got and this team just feels different like the energy feels different they they just they they walk different rather their heads are held higher their mm-hmm. confidence is through the roof and you see it you feel it and like I don't care you know anybody any of these any of these haters around the NFL you know they can still say jets suck this that another thing you're you're just not watching like you're just you're living in the past at this point because this is a, this is definitely a new day this is definitely a yeah. new day
3: you want the jets to remain terrible because it makes good content.
2: Right. Exactly. Because that's, that's just, you you know, that's that's just the want. fun. It's just fun. The Jets, you know, no matter what, no matter what the old, old reliable, the Jets being terrible is still going to happen. And you know what? It's just not, it's just not there anymore. We can literally, I mean, we can say it. We can say it. Six weeks since the season, we can say it. We can say it. Mm-hmm. We're, we're playoff contenders.
3: Yep. We are playoff contenders. They're the five seed right now the season were to the season were ended there to be a five seed in the uh but we're third in the afc
2: i mean i understand we're five because bills are winning
3: the division so because I, I of the divi- because the divisional fun. things and everything but mm-hmm. i
2: mean right now we're third in the afc and i don't think anybody true at this moment i really don't think anybody wants to play us you know i don't yeah. that you're, you're you're just like because right now you look at it the jets are figuring out how to win without playing complete games they're not having a again i've gone back to this before they're not having a quarterback throw for 250, 300, 350 yards and a bunch of scores. Their running game is killing it. Their defense is killing it. Their special teams is elite. But, again, yeah. wait to, wait, to, wait, till they figure this out. Like, if Zach can figure it out and just even become, like, an average quarterback, it's it's lights out for almost the rest of the NFL. It really it really is. My, I mean, don't get me wrong. Any given Sunday, there's going to be weeks where it just, you know – it's it's just not going to happen. I mean, we can't win every game. Let's be let's be serious. We're not that good, but right. I mean, it's tough. It's right now. It's it's harder to pick out the losses than it is the W's. Looking at the way this team's playing on the rest of the schedule,
3: mm-hmm. especially special, the back, especially the back the back half of the schedule too, where you got three NFC North teams who, let's face it, Chicago's not very good. Detroit isn't very good. They're fun to watch, but they're not very good.
2: Detroit's defense is a joke.
3: Yeah. Detroit's defense gives up as many points as the, as the offense scores and Minnesota, they're a decent squad enough squad uh, that they could give the Jets some trouble because they're playing, they're playing, they're playing in Minnesota. Uh, But I think, I think two of those, two to three of those games, maybe even all three of those games are winnable. Then they have uh, the Patriots again, the Bill are at Buffalo, uh, I believe they have the Jaguars two nights before, three nights before Christmas,
2: mm-hmm. and we have Miami. Have Miami to close and out have the Seattle year. and Miami. Yeah, and then we have Miami to close out the year. I tell you what, I mean, if that game is, and if that game's any, if that game's serious, I'll probably, I'll probably go to that one. I haven't been to a Dolphins Jets game in since the San Antonio Holmes game, where hmm. they got into the fighting and the arguments and they lost at the, and whatnot. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what game that was and what year that was but i, I just don't remember but that was the last time i went to a Dolphins Jets game and that's because the year before the jets were decent so they were supposed to be good and they sucked and then i have it back but i mean if that's a game that has some serious implications or the dolphins have just been terrible which i would love to see and the jets are <laughs> balling out and it looks like an easy w i'll definitely go just to cheer them on yeah and hopefully i would be electric
3: hopefully by then they're in the conversation for a playoff spot and or if they haven't clinched a playoff spot already
2: I would I mean I would love I would love to have like a wild card spot already locked up but I mean if it's a win and end type thing I'll go hmm. I'll go you know why not definitely go be nice to All see right. it, Justin, that actually has some some decent players so
3: yeah hopefully it's not a repeat of 2015 <sighs> Let's hope it might have been. What might have been. Oh, my goodness. Well, we're going to wrap things up here on Victory Monday. Dan, uh, I'm going to give the floor to you. If you have any social media channels or anything like that, you know what to do. Plug away.
2: (laughs) Hey, I mean, again, I I keep saying it. One day I'll do it. Uh, I'll start using them more. But at the moment right now, I'm just at Danny at Danny Smiles 13 uh my name on this film uh, for the video here is trying to be zach's eskimo brother zach you've had an open invitation to come down here and uh, have sex with my wife if you'd like trying to be my eskimo brother brother throwing that out there yeah. <laughs> she right. may not be old enough she's not old enough for him but
3: well well zach wilson if you're uh you know and you're, if you're if listening you're, oh. Yeah, I know you're a big fan of the of the of the show. I know you're watching. Oh, Yankees yep. uh, and breaking news: Yankees Guardians postpone until four oh seven tomorrow. So oh, great.
2: Oh, so you guys <sighs> get just put it out for another twenty four hours, huh? Oh
3: my gosh, I thought that series would go four, three, maybe four, and I thought Houston Seattle would go all five. But that's why I don't listen to me in terms of uh, in terms of predictions. But anyway, it's, this is a football show. I
2: I couldn't yeah. even tell you who's left. <laughs> I
0: don't
2: care. Yeah. Yeah, Yankees, but, I assume, but I couldn't even tell you who they're yeah,
3: playing. Yeah, yeah. If the Yankees lose, they're out. If the Yankees win, they move on to the championship against Houston. So but this is a football, this is a football victory Monday. So yes, in the meantime sir. third in the meantime, one in
2: a row, no less. That's another that's another craziness too. No. Third yeah, one I'm, in a row. I don't know how to handle this.
3: I, I don't know how to handle this. I, I'm just and it's the first time since twenty ten.
2: And could the Jets have won win? three games in a row. Could we possibly win every game in one single month? That is just astounding to think about.
3: That is we could a literally go an entire
2: month without losing a football game.
3: I can't remember the la- I can't remember the last time that, sh- that happened.
2: I, it might have been twenty
3: ten. <laughs> it's
2: gotta be the no nine or twenty ten seasons. I I I just it's it's crazy to even think about. We may have a whole month of winning Jets football if they can beat Denver.
3: Hey, you know what? They, they they beat Broncos. They beat the Broncos next week. They're at home with their all stealth black uniforms against the Patriots.
2: I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I <sighs> keep the white and black going. Keep the white and black. It's working. Keep running it. Don't 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 change it. No, enough. they had that you date.
3: Be... They had that date set in mind. Okay. Doesn't matter. Woody can do whatever
2: he wants. Woody since can since do whatever unlimited. he wants. Keep all. What he's got to say is, I'm not doing it. <laughs> and they'll you run what? back. You to know what? You black. know what?
3: White top, black pants, black helmets. Uh, you, gotta go keep, you, can't, you
2: can't mess with it. You can't <laughs> mess with it. Green helmet, white top, black pants, you don't mess with it until there's a reason. And if the Jets continue to win, that uniform combo's got to stay. It's got to stay. Can't do well, it, bro.
3: Aesthetics aside, real no credentials required. Here are the social media channels. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, dot Facebook.com, no such no no creds req if you're watching right now give us a thumbs up youtube subscribe notifications just search no credentials required subscribe notifications that way we'll, you'll know when we're on live or we'll upload a video all that kind of thing and on the audio side subscribe to the podcast spotify's our i'm sorry Spreaker is our home base but you can also listen on apple spotify iHeartRadio, radio anywhere you anywhere you podcast whichever platform you prefer Leave us a rating, five stars is preferred. Leave a review. I might even read it on the air if it's uh if it's, if it's especially awesome and talks about the Jets. So, in the meantime, for Dan Goldstein, I'm Ryan McCarthy. You've been watching the Victory Monday edition of No Credentials Required, or you've been listening to the Victory Monday edition of No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We're presented by Belly Up Sports association with guys Media. Hopefully it's the same theme next week. You have another another victory Monday. The Jets, knock, the Jets knock off the Broncos. That'll be optimal. Either way, we'll be back here next Monday at 845. Oh,
2: oh, oh, oh. I'd also like to say Dolphins are trash.
3: That's true. Hope, true. You're, hope you're watching, Commissioner Jason. Dolphins are trash. <laughs> dolphins are trash. <laughs>
0: Picture Monday! <laughs>
1: When you want an easy way to feel like a chef in your own home, try Blue Apron's 2 and 4 serving menu plans. so you're always cooking something new and enjoying fresh seasonal ingredients. Choose from an ever-changing mix of premium recipes, chef favorites, family-friendly options, WW Recommended, and more. Get $130 off across your first six orders, plus your first order ships free when you visit blueapron.com slash blue culinary.